0: Thank you for calling the Sanguineo Public Library. Please hold until we can redirect your call to Volume 1,
1: Chapter 5, Softly Into the Night.
2: No, Grandma, I'm sorry. I slept through my alarm.
0: Don't forget your jacket and umbrella! The forecast says heavy downpours across the state today.
2: Thanks. At least my corpse will be dry when Eliza's done with it. Yes, Grandma, I'll be careful. Okay, well, I don't want my phone to get wet, so I'll call you later. Love you, bye. I cannot believe I was late for work. I was never late for school without a good reason and sleeping through my alarm because I was up late talking to my roommate and then I couldn't sleep so I stayed up staring at the ceiling just thinking about life in this new town doesn't fall under the valid excuses category. Jackie was the one who woke me up after my alarm rang for 15 minutes straight. In the end, I was 30 minutes late, and I was sure Eliza was going to fire me on the spot. The rain did not help my mood, nor did the fact that I had no time to grab even a plain coffee before my shift. Hopefully, those boxes will arrive before I have to file a lost mail claim. Ever since moving here, I've struggled getting a good night's sleep. Still not used to the place, I suppose. I've been compensating with copious amounts of caffeine in its finest form, but even then, it doesn't seem to boost me as much as it used to. I don't know that it would have improved my morning encounter with Eliza anyway.
0: Well, good morning, Zoe! Morning? You know... During your interview, I believe we mentioned some expectations regarding the timeliness of our employees. Did we not? You did? Ah, so you do remember. Thank goodness. In that case, I know you'll do better in the future not to disappoint us, right? Of course. I swear it won't happen again. Hmm. Well, now that I know you're not dead on the side of the road, I'll be able to focus on finishing up the board report in my office today. If you need anything, ask Addie. Oh. Oh. I've left something on the printer for you.
2: Zoe's to-do list. To be completed alongside your regularly assigned duties. 14-point bold font. This must have taken her all morning to make. Hello, Rory. What do you have for me to do today?
1: Ready to print error report containing five items Confirm.
2: (sighs) Just more work then. Hopefully I'll find time to pull all five of the books between reorganizing the first aid supplies and replacing all of the emergency flashlight batteries. Today marked not only my first time being late to work, but also the slowest day that I've experienced so far at the library. My guess is that the constant dripping from the leak in the ceiling discouraged anyone from coming in to browse. I think I saw maybe one well-dressed little girl go upstairs, presumably for story time. One item on my retrieval list took me to the back of the main floor stacks, where I managed to wave hello at Janice at her usual post. I've been warned that she's rather chatty, and I didn't want to further incur Eliza's wrath by getting caught hanging out at the reference desk instead of making progress on the error report. Eliza seemed to have been under the impression that we'd be done with these types of reports by now, but the issues with the collection must be far greater than anyone realized. At least it gives me more time with my newest work friend. And how are you doing, Rory? Have the error reports been treating you well since I've been gone?
1: Error. Book. Marked. for Storage.
2: Well, at least one of us is their usual chipper self this morning.
1: Error. Book. Marked. for Storage.
2: I agree. This weather is terrible.
1: Error. Book. Marked. for Storage.
2: (laughs) Oh, if only it meant we got to stay home for the day. It certainly keeps the patrons away, after all. Gives me plenty of time to work on that list from Eliza.
1: Error. Book. Marked. for Storage.
2: Unfortunately, they're all tasks that require thumbs. I appreciate the offer, though. What would be really great would be if we could turn you into a combination computer and coffee maker. That would make the rain infinitely more tolerable.
1: Error. Item not found. Huh. Error. Item not found.
2: Hmm. This again? Let's see. Of Dreams and Dreamers. A collection of short stories. No ISBN. But I scanned it. How- Ah, price sticker. No wonder. How did this make it onto the shelves? It's barely even a small pamphlet. To the Land of Nod. Ad Astra per Aspera. Ooh, Latin. Very fancy. Those Incandescent Ambitions. (laughs) Sounds like a Matthew title. Dreaming of Droplets. Hmm. Pretty name. It's not very long, either. <clears throat> there was a certain young boy from a village near Hanau. Unlike many of the youths of his community, the young boy was content to occupy his time with writing. Day by day, he impressed his pen upon blank parchment, his wild dreams taking shape on the pages before him. While other boys found adventure outside in the forest or on the mountain, the reveries that this boy recorded fascinated him more than any tree or mound of dirt ever could. Come and play with us, they would offer, Why do you not go outside and play with them, dear? His mother would ask. Why must you sit around and write inside all day? Some fresh air would do you good, his father would say. But it did not matter. Nothing could compare to the thrill of witnessing what mysteries his subconscious revealed once pen met paper. His family and neighbors simply did not understand his passion. Soon the other young boys turned from the adventure of playing to the adventure of battle. And while they went off to war, the one young boy stayed. And he wrote, and he continued to write, until only he remained. Alone, alone in a house, in a village. Though hardly into their middle years, his parents had passed on, and the other young boys never returned from their new adventures. But it did not matter to him, for the nighttime vision still yearned to be captured by day with ink and quill. After some time had passed in this manner, It so happened that, one day, the boy found himself unable to write his dreams any longer. He sat at his desk as he had always done, only to find a vast nothingness staring back, the whiteness of the page devoid of the usual black strokes. He gazed at the parchment for so long that Slumber met him at his desk, but the dreams no longer welcomed him as they used to. Nightmarish hellscapes greeted him at every turn, offering no relief from the day's emptiness. Soon, the boy could not write any more. The dreams and rest that he so cherished no longer returned his affections. And it continued on in this fashion until he could bear it no longer. One day, the boy woke up as usual from one of his nightmares and left his home, weeping bitterly. What sin have I committed for this judgment? There is no more rest to be found. My dreams no longer comfort me. The ink has gone dry, the page left rotting and my life is at an end. The boy wailed heavily until he heard a greeting in front of him. Looking up, he saw an older gentleman with an umbrella, though it was not raining. He asked the boy what was ailing him, to which the boy replied, I am a dreamer who can no longer dream. I'm a writer who can no longer write. I stare at a page waiting for the words to appear, but all that offers itself up is an unrestful rest and a twisted daydream. "'Ah, my dear lad, how troublesome for you. "'Might I be allowed to offer my assistance? "'You see, my dear boy, I shall cause a rain to fall "'so as to ease your dreams. "'In the evenings you shall sleep soundly, "'your imaginings will greet you warmly, "'and your pages will burst with the fruit of your labor.' "'Upon this word the young boy was taken aback. "'What you say is most impossible. "'No one can command the rain to fall.' Ah, but what I have said I most certainly can do. All I require from you is one simple thing. At this the young boy felt quite certain that the old man was a cheat attempting to rob him. No, I shall not relinquish what is mine for a promise you most certainly cannot fulfill. But as the young boy spoke, the old man smiled. Not a devious nor insidious sneer, nor even a Cheshire grin but a piercing smile, one of pity, one of certainty. Then the old man spoke calmly and quietly. I have no wish to cheat you, my dear boy, for the rain will come whether you believe it will or not. But this I ask of you, that when the rain comes, you sleep restfully and peacefully. And when the light comes, you awake in the morning with pen in hand, dreams ready to be written. And when the rain comes again, you sleep and you awaken, following this pattern. Before the young boy had a moment to reply, the old man walked off, never to return. Pondering for a moment, the young boy returned home. And while he most certainly did not believe the prophecies of the senile man, he still watched the sky with skepticism and expectance. And as day turned to twilight, turned to evening, and the young boy had resigned himself to another night of terror, a drop spread upon the pavement, and then another, and again another, until the boy stood in the midst of a steady and peaceful downpour. Amazed and bewildered, the young boy hurried inside, anxiously awaiting a blissful respite in the midst of the deluge so the boy returned to that dreamscape, no longer full of hellish horrors, but of visions that pleaded to be uttered, to be remembered, to join the blank parchment. And when the light came, the boy awoke, not with flashes of primordial dread or vague memories of torment, but with pictures that triumphed over the dreams of his youth. And so he wrote, and continued to write, until the evening came. And when that evening came, he would sleep. Day after day that marine sky would come, greeting the boy with the peace he had yearned after for so long. And so he grew to love the showers and the dreams they brought him. Until, one day, he again found that the ink ceased to flow. The dreams that had cried out to be written, to be uttered, to be remembered. They no longer served him. For the boy had been so overjoyed at the feeling of being able to sleep again that he began to covet it. Each day the boy would wake up later and later, and he would go to bed earlier and earlier until eventually he slept through the day and through the night, through a rain that now never ended, that washed over the boy and held him in an eternal slumber. For the words had left him, and in their absence, the nightmares had seen fit to claim him instead. Really? Now? Great. No power. Come on, flashlight. Where are you? Aha! dead of course Addie Addie where is she Janice do you have any extra flashlight batteries at the reference desk Janice hello Addie Janice? Anyone? Eliza, are you still back here? It's okay. Everyone probably just evacuated outside where they can see. That makes more sense than them going down to the pitch black basement with no lights, right? Right. Eliza? Addie? Hello? Eliza. (laughs) There you are. I somehow missed all of you leaving the building. Why didn't anyone tell me where- Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were my boss. It's a lot darker out here than I thought it would be. I'm not sure how I got you two mixed up. You're way taller than Eliza. You didn't happen to see any library staff pass this way, did you? Um, I guess not. Maybe they they don't go down into the basement. Well, you're welcome to wait out the storm inside while the library's open. What? Anyway, I need to go check on my coworkers. If you're not coming in, please hurry home before this rain gets any worse. Umbrellas can only do so much after all. Stay safe. What the heck? Who locked the doors? Uh, House keys. Sorry, just give me a second. Someone must have forgotten to unlock these this morning. No wonder we didn't have any patrons today. Oh, here they are. Uh, Wrong one. Maybe this one? No. Why does this place have so many different locks? I'm so sorry. I'm just going to go see if I can get in through the side door, and then I can come around and let you- Who? What are you? Stop! Let me in! Come on, please!
1: Whoa!
0: Are you okay? I your alarm has been going off for like fifteen minutes and I couldn't wake you up. Seemed like you were having a pretty tough time there in Dreamland.
2: Hmm? (sighs) I'm fine.
0: I'm awake. Finally. You're a heavy sleeper. You didn't even answer when I got back an hour ago and started banging on the door because I forgot my key. Luckily, the landlord was able to let me in before I woke up the whole neighborhood.
1: Oh, oh no, more breakfast!
2: Morning, Grandma. Yeah, I'm awake. I'm asleep. No, I'll be on time. I'll just have to drive instead of walk. Mm hmm. Call you later. Love you. Bye.
0: Good morning. Good morning, Zoe. Cutting it kind of close today, aren't we? Remember, we have a strict policy in place regarding the timeliness of our employees. I. Didn't forget, and I'm not late. I'm glad to hear it. In that case, you should also remember what our policy about handling library property states. With care and responsibility? Yes. So then, do you care to explain to me why the custodian found your copy of the library's keys lying on the ground outside this morning when he went to clean the front doors? I... They
2: must have... Fallen... when I... When you... what? When I was locking up last night.
0: I'm sorry. I'll be more careful next time. See that you are. This isn't just about library property, Zoe. It's about the security of the building and its occup... That is to say, the staff and our patrons. Do not take the matter lightly. Understood? Yes. Good. (laughs) Now then. It's time to get to work. Go ahead and start with the pile of returns from this morning. I'll be in my office finishing up this month's board report. If you need anything, find Addie or Janice. Yes, ma'am.
1: Check in. Successful.
2: And a good morning to you, Rory. Well, as good as this morning can be after that.
1: Check in. Successful.
2: Unfortunately, Eliza does have the right to be upset over the key thing. After all, we take patron privacy very seriously. Not to mention there are all those old first editions I've seen on our shelves. My grandpa was a collector, so I have an idea of how much one of those can cost.
1: Check-in. Successful.
2: (laughs) I think you'd get along well with my roommate. She doesn't like Eliza, either.
1: Check-in. Successful.
2: Well... Addie insists that I just need to give Eliza time to warm up to me, but she's cold to everyone on staff. I think it's a lost cause.
1: Error item not found. Again. Error item not found.
2: Hmm. I thought we caught up on all the old returns by now. Drop, gender, trauma. Looks German, but I'm definitely no expert.
1: Search results. No matches.
2: Of course. I wonder if Eliza will even want to add it back into the collection. It's not in English, and it's barely even a small... pamphlet. Trafchen der Traume. Oh, I was right, it's German. It translates to droplets of dreams. Why does that sound so familiar? Oh, uh, good morning. How can we help you today? I'm not sure what happened to that weird little booklet. I called Addy over to man the desk while I escorted the patron to the part of our collection they wanted to browse. Eliza's role is to point with your feet, not your finger, after all. By the time the patron and I returned to the front with their sizable selection of books to check out, Addie had grabbed the pile of returns and headed out to shelve them as soon as the patron pulled out their library card. After that, the phone rang, and once I ended the call with that patron, another person walked in, and on the day went. By the time I had the chance to follow up on it and ask Addie where she'd shelved it, it was too late. She didn't remember any book that matched its description. I just... I know I've seen that book before. It's scratching at the back of my mind, like an itch that I can't reach. And not only that, but throughout the workday I kept experiencing moments of what I believe would be called deja vu, though they weren't always identical, if that makes sense. There was always some overlap, sure, but they all felt wrong somehow. Like when a dream tries to repeat itself but can't quite replicate all of the details of the original. I don't know. Everything just seemed off to me, like I knew what was happening today, but now it's all fragmented and confusing. I even asked Jackie after work today if she believed in premonitions. She gave me an odd look and said she did, but that she hadn't expected I would be the type to buy into what most people call nonsense. When she pressed for the reason behind the question, I explained that I'd had an off day at work. At this, she asked if I wanted to go grab something and eat together at the single diner in town. I took her up on her offer. Since we still had a few hours until then, she said she was going to take a nap to catch up on some sleep, so I've been trying to keep my mind off of the strangest of the day with- Karma? Uh, do you still want to grab dinner and coffee tonight? Oh, right. Uh, yes, I'm still up for that. Just give me... 10 minutes? I'm almost done reading this chapter, and then I'll be ready. Sweet! I'll meet you out on the porch then. It is so nice out tonight. Okay. Guess I'd better wrap this up. Maybe the pressure of moving to a new town is finally hitting me, now that I've had a chance to settle in. After all, if someone else were telling me about all of this dreamy deja vu, I would call it nonsense too. I would bet that the little booklet wasn't ever even part of the library's collection. It probably was just some random pamphlet someone accidentally returned with their library books, and Matthew's entry about his work-related nightmare that I read last night, combined with the stress of this morning, got me all worked up over nothing. That's it. I'm taking the week off from reading any more of his entries. Not tonight, Mr. Adams. Or the next, if I can help it. Now, I'm off to enjoy some, hopefully, delicious dinner and a much-needed cup of coffee with someone who doesn't talk non-stop about the library. Signed, Zoe Karma Gilbert.
0: Thank you for waiting. Our librarians were unable to find a book that matches The Sanguineo Public Library by Haley Huddleston and Isaiah Paget. The audiobook voiced by Glenn Hanold, Haley Huddleston, Holly Black, Becca Paget, and Isaiah Paget is also unavailable. Thank you and have a great day.